0: Welcome to The Dead Drop, your secret cache of game news delivered safely and securely to your podcast player. I'm Matt Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. As we end our first week with the Steam Deck rolling into the eager hands of the lucky Q1 gamers, there's a couple of interesting turns that have popped up. Get ready for thrill, intrigue, and to be... well, not overly surprised I guess. Here are the new stories that you need to know. In a shock acquisition that took the industry by surprise, Epic Games, the game publisher and Unreal Engine licensor, has purchased Bandcamp. The purchase seems nonsensical, as Bandcamp provides a platform for independent musicians to sell music at a lower margin from their storefront. Combining a games developer and a music distributor seems silly, right? The first theory everyone would consider is Epic making the move to integrate music into Fortnite, their popular free-to-play battle royale game. As a way to market music, integrating it into the game would be an interesting strategy to promote independent artists. The Unreal Engine is owned by Epic as well and used in many game development studios, in addition to television studios. Disney properties such as The Mandalorian and Loki have used the engine to dynamically create virtual environments during filming. It could be that Epic is making a play to license music for a step into TV and movie production. Many gamers are scratching their head as to how this could benefit them, but Bandcamp artists are showing concern with the move. The fear from a corporate sale like this is that priorities, financial kickbacks and support may change with changing leadership. It is all speculation at this stage, as even the financial aspects of the deal have not yet been disclosed. Epic has bought a decrepit mall for their offices, leveraged Fortnite for the majority of their revenue, and continue to deliver free games for users. We'll just have to wait and see what this means for the industry. The graphics card company Hack mentioned in an episode earlier this week has started yielding some information from the 1TB of stolen files. More importantly, the hackers responsible have now issued their demands in the form of an ultimatum. NVIDIA has been contacted by Lapsus, the hackers that claim to have taken the documents and executed the cyber breach. Lapsus is demanding that NVIDIA turn off and patch out the LHR, or Light Hash Rate limiter, that has been issued on the majority of NVIDIA's graphics cards, or see the documents leaked to the public. The LHR was put in place to deter cryptocurrency mining using the graphics cards. It detects a certain type of hash in the operations of the card, and then cuts the performance by up to 50%. This change was intended to keep the cards available for gaming systems, where crypto miners were purchasing entire stockpiles and inflating the market. Nvidia has stated they don't intend to give the hackers what they want, with their own evaluation leading them to reassure customers of no disruption to their business. So far we've heard about NBN2 folders indicating Switch console revisions confirmations of the new ADA series of cards to come soon. What more will come out in the meantime? And should PC gamers fear the inflation of prices yet again? Should Nvidia cave to their demands? I don't think so. The impact of crypto mining on the graphics card market is considerable, and despite countries like China making mining and trading illegal, they don't want a repeat of the crypto boom in a strong gaming year like this one. Twitch, the popular video game live streaming platform owned by Amazon, has been losing employees left and right since last year. Reports indicate that 300 employees left in 2021, over 60 in 2022 already, and six executives have departed this year alone. Marcus Graham, former head of creative development for Twitch, told Bloomberg that Twitch content creators haven't been heard on their opinions by executives that they'd hired from Twitter, Facebook and other tech companies. Seeking to improve revenue instead of supporting the streamers and creators on the platform, the culture of Twitch was overlooked for efficiency and monetization. Key to this plan was to monetize streamers' work by providing boosts for purchase that would promote the streamer on the front page of other Twitch users' accounts and offering incentives for running ads on channels exceeding 40 hours a week. Twitch has always been seen as an inwardly focused community of creators with support from Twitch employees to realize their vision and support them. Some employees of Twitch pushed for this to remain, with resistance from management against the horizontal approach to planning. This is unfortunate considering the nature of Twitch as a platform, Monetization should not drive all the work, and streamers are among the most innovative and communal centres of gaming. is hoping that the company culture improves, with fresh blood, and the support they all hope for will continue. Russia's invasion of Ukraine continues and support from the rest of the world against Russia is overwhelming. This is no more clear than in the games industry that has leapt into action. At the time of reporting, this War of Mine developer, 11-Bit Studios, has raised over US dollars through profits from sale of the game over this period. Many video game storefronts, such as Ubisoft Connect, have pulled Russian game titles from the stores in solidarity and support for Ukraine, and to remove incentive for Russia to continue. EA is going to remove all Russian football teams from its latest title, FIFA 22, and all associated games, in addition to removing the ability to purchase content on Origin, their game launcher, in Russia. This is by no means the full complement of what game studios have been doing to show their support. I don't have a long enough podcast to mention all the studios involved. In full agreement with the actions of these studios and many more corporations across the planet, show your solidarity for Ukraine in any way you can, through charity or any other means. Nintendo is up to its tricks again this time issuing DMCA takedowns of any video content, displaying the use of the Steam Deck to emulate their software that they would otherwise be available on Switch. Emulation of content is rife in video games, especially for games by Nintendo, as they tend to be exclusive to their platform. The most recent notable attempt at emulation was with Metroid Dread, but mostly due to the low performance on the Switch console at launch. PC modders brought the game up to 4K 60 frames per second within a week of the game release. We can imagine Nintendo being a bit butthurt about other consoles doing their stuff better, but being notorious copyright owners they weaponized DMCA to remove any content, regardless of the creator. The legality of emulation is another question, but it doesn't make Nintendo look good. That was the gaming industry news that you need to know. Head to deaddroppod.com to check out the sources of the stories, transcripts and more, Join me every Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday to discuss the latest game news, and did I miss anything? Let me know on Twitter, at MattBlissPod, or via email, deaddroppod at gmail.com, or don't, and just tell your friends about the Dead Drop for video game news. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days.